welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, listeners. I'd like to start off by thanking you and letting you know that if you are a fan of the show and would like to support us, we just finished our donation page. You can go to www.basecamppodcast.com. That's basecamp-podcast.com, and you'll see a page titled Donation Support Basecamp for Men. And when you click on it, you'll be given the option to contribute a monthly amount, which is what we're looking to grow. You can do that for as low as $5 a month, or you can do a one-time contribution. Both are extremely appreciated and will help us keep Basecamp coming your way. Thank you very much. As many of you know, I have long been a fan of esoteric studies, and this has been true for around 20 years or so. It could be just about anything that's off the beaten path. Alchemy, meditation, ET stuff, Tesla, fractal geometry, crop circles, secret space program, anything that is in the occult, which is a word that actually means hidden, not devil worshiper, as some would have you believe. In some of the spiritual consciousness communities, there is something that starts to come into focus over time that frequency or vibration may just be the key to understanding the whole kit and caboodle. Here's a quote by the great visionary scientist and futurist Nikola Tesla. He said, quote, If you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, unquote. And the esoteric classic The Law of One speaks of vibration on dozens of occasions, and mystery schools East and West speak of vibration and alchemy as keys to something astounding. What could it be, I wonder? There seems to be something here that we are discovering in this process of our awakening. We have been so conditioned to receive the world as a passive observer that whatever happens in the world is out of our control. Much like a hand of blackjack, whatever is dealt is just dealt to us. There's nothing we can do. But is this true or have we all just been taught this and then internalized this belief? Does happiness, bliss, creativity, inspiration, joy, and play just happen when the circumstances are just right? Or are these higher states of consciousness that we cultivate and grow in our neural pathways to be shared and co-created with others in our tribe? Remember, alchemy is an inside game and spiritual awakening is a group effort. If we can, for simplicity's sake, divide up the group of thoughts, feelings, emotions, and events as high vibration and low vibration, we can start to fill in the map in our mind's eye. So let's sketch this out a bit and see if we can help you find your own map and your own alchemical key to elevating the human race. Some of this material is taken from a talk I gave titled How to Create Happiness. And if this topic is interesting to you, I highly recommend Dr. Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural. We tend to think, as I mentioned before, that happiness, ecstasy, bliss, peace, joy, unconditional love, play, and creativity are states that just happen to us when the conditions are right. And this is exactly the wrong way to think about it. These elevated states or high vibration states of being are cultivated, much like a gardener who cultivates healthy vegetables and beautiful flowers. You grow these elevated states in yourself, and this is crucial to understand. So we create grooves in our neural pathways, habitual ways of thinking, seeing, feeling, and interacting with the world. And many of us create these habits in the lower frequencies from fear and lack, division, gossip, sarcasm, hatred, and suspicion, or just plain old victim mentality where you have no power. All of these exist in the lower realms. Can you see this as well as I can? 
Then you have the elevated emotions and feelings and thought patterns. These bring profound upliftment to yourself and your environment. You will find love and joy, fulfillment, inspiration, creativity, and play here, as well as a deep reverence and appreciation and gratitude for life, its peoples, its animals, and the earth herself. If you are new to the higher states of consciousness, they will arrive like a shocking, enlightening wave of affirmation. It will feel as if you are graced by God or Christ or the goddess. In fact, you are. Well, I would say partnered with the divine. But when a vibration or frequency level is new, you aren't anchored there yet. In other words, you still are a bit of a tourist in the higher dimension. And this is completely normal and we all experience it. You will get yanked all over the place at first as you try to find your footing in the higher frequencies. And this is completely normal. You now know your work to create new neural pathways in the higher dimensions so that you can live and create from here. This is true alchemy. Now, in the mystery schools, whenever alchemists would cryptically refer to turning lead to gold, it is here in consciousness that they were speaking specifically. As more and more of us build the stairway to heaven, the faint trail up becomes lit with divine light. The goddess or feminine soul that we are all connected to can find her way home because of the work you have done. Are you following me? One of the things we need to refine is our discernment. I use a technique of checking my own internal barometer where I ask myself, what frequency am I vibrating to right now? Am I light and joyous or am I heavy with fear and scarcity? Am I exploring the new elevated landscape of human consciousness or staying down in the tried and true even though it feels like shit? Am I gossiping about how others are doing through all this and judging them or myself for not being further along? This is prevalent right now in our tribe, being a victim, blaming others for your lower frequency, scapegoating others for the way the world looks even though there is ultimately no other over there. Do you see where I'm pointing to? We need to train ourselves to embrace the light in all of its terrifying dimensions. It is tempting to say that once you reach the threshold, all is easy and free. This viewpoint is a bit naive from what I can see. We are being asked to hold a higher frequency to light the way for the goddess or the divine feminine within us, and it can be and will be scary at times. It's intense and new. We will often feel that we are not up to task, which is, of course, the classic hero's journey. And what archetype needs to be activated to assist us? For me, I see a clear call to the warrior here, for the warrior will step into this battle and put first things first. The warrior recognizes the call and knows what is at stake. The warrior is not going to fuck around. No way. And we need this sense of urgency right now. Do you see that? For the elevated planes are filled with light. The light, as mystics often say, will transform your nervous system and your DNA. It is said to unlock strands in your DNA that have lain dormant. Could this be true? Maybe. At the very least, it is an extremely instructional way to view this. I remember reading Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marciniak, and she was expressing that there would be new, elevated, sublime emotions that humans haven't even touched yet. And this struck me. For all my emotional work I have done inside of the men's movement, an idea so simple that we have only experienced a small range of emotions and that our most powerful, uplifting experiences are awaiting our arrival hit me like a thunderbolt. This small but powerful revelation started to work in my consciousness. Speaking it to you here sends the ripple out into our tribe. Our higher realms, the ones the mystics speak of in a timeless vernacular, will have us arriving at a brand new landscape, and it will be our emotional lives and our nervous systems as humans continue to build the bridge from the lower domains to the upper celestial ones. Remember, we have allies in the higher frequencies, and they are waiting our arrival. 
So this alchemy that we're speaking of, how do we approach it? It's an interesting thing. This has all the telltale signs of the divine, doesn't it? The clues left in countless myths and images. It was even left in tarot cards, for heaven's sakes. Esoteric, transcendent, mythical images to spark your divine imagination, to have you remember your mission, to remember why you are here. Who will jailbreak a living, breathing, fallen goddess? I, for one, will take on this task, and I invite you to join me. The first tool is to know what sort of shadow that you carry, or as an alchemist would say, what sort of lead that you are tasked with transforming into gold. This is most easily done at first by simply noticing. Are you a chronic complainer? Lead. Are you someone that's always a victim where the problem's always over there with them, him, her, etc.? Lead. Are you always pissed off about something? Lead. Or do you sit back numb and pretend there's not something vastly more going on as evidenced by this conversation? Lead. Passive or skeptical of everything? Lead. Life of distractions, porn, fantasy football, lots of alcohol or weed? Lead, lead, lead. I could go on and on. The point is to stop pretending that you don't have an important mythical role in this and stop pretending that you don't have a shadow to deal with or lead to transform. I know men pretty well by now and I can tell you, Parsifal, that we all have this inner alchemy to do. Remember the myth of the grail when Parsifal struck out with the ailing Fisher King the first time he was at the grail castle? It is because he had not yet done his work and we are all tasked with this. This particular form of bravery and humility. It is time, my friend. There are many ways to transmute lead to gold, and meditation is a tool that exists for this very purpose. Through meditation, you can feel what sorts of vibrations or frequencies that you are carrying and to consciously transmute them. Meditation, contrary to what it looks like on the surface, is not a passive process. Quite the contrary. You're taking a look under the hood, noticing patterns, troubleshooting what you see, and introducing new neural pathways into your experience. You create the faint trail, the road less traveled, in your neural pathways. Are you following me? The inner work is done first, then the outer follows. Your courageous actions and speech will inspire and move others. These are the fruits of your work. Others will notice and follow the inner work you do by creating their own new neural pathways, adding to our collective bridge to the higher frequencies. Here is a brief sketch of one of the ways that I create this, and you can use it as a starting point if you're new to this material. Um... It's not comprehensive. There's a million and one meditation videos and apps out there. Um, The whole point is to participate in this alchemical process with us in a way that feels right for you. So feel free to customize, um, change it any way you'd like. Um, And I always start by creating some space for myself. What I mean by that is I find a space where I won't be bothered for about 20 minutes or so. 20 is a good amount of time even for a beginner. Um, And I just close my eyes and I really settle into my breathing and my felt sense of my body and just kind of give myself permission to have this time with myself. Your mind is going to go crazy and the ego is going to say, what a waste of time. And the mind is going to be spinning. That is really just the first layer of the mind's content. You don't need to control the mind. You're simply letting go. You're returning to what you're doing, which is sitting in silence, sitting in this spaciousness And I like to use the metaphor of the ocean. So at the beginning of a meditation, I'm sort of splashing around in the shallow end of the ocean with all my to-do lists and my emails and my blah, blah, blah. And I'm I'm not trying to direct it anywhere. I'm just kind of letting it go, letting it spin and calmly returning to the task at hand, which is to sit in silence. And I also like to set an intention when I do my meditation that as a novice mystic, I'm I'm seeking silence. I'm seeking the depths of silence. 
uh, the mysteries of silence and the partnership with silence, which is connected to the divine. And there is much to be learned. Um, silence could be thought of as a great ally to humanity. So I like to set that as a deeper intention. And I just keep letting go and wading out into the depths of silence. So you're really slowing yourself down. You're slowing down your processes. You're slowing down your breathing. Uh, you're slowing down your brain waves. You're taking your brain waves from beta to alpha. So this is like walking into the transcendent. And at some point during my meditation, I don't really have a preconceived notion of when I make the shift. I sort of start reaching up. And what I mean by that is I start to feel my life force, my divine life force, as the Gnostics would say. And I might start in my heart center. That's a pretty good place to start. And I just let this feeling of joy, of bliss start to grow. And you're sort of amplifying the heart frequency of love. So I'm cultivating this higher vibration inside of me. And you start to feel immense joy and gratitude and you're full of feeling. You're letting it expand inside of you. This elevated sublime vibration is connected to the divine. To put it in context again, it is your way of partnering, of helping the divine feminine find her way home. You can stay with this as long as you like. It is quite lovely and full of inspiration and exquisite feeling. This is you building new terrain for the collective. For the soul needs light for safe passage, and it is Parsifal's work to provide it. This alchemy is tried and true, by the way. Adepts and masters have taught it here in all sorts of mystery schools. It is the soul's return passage from the underworld, where she has been temporarily trapped and degraded. The growing divine light shows another side of our story, that we have been shrouded in a darkness that has been held together by a lower vibration that we are now seeing clearly. This awakening to these deeper mysteries is what we are here to uncover, to share, and to help others come to terms with. If this activates more alchemists in service to the grail, then the mythic prophecy that sits at the center of our story is close to being fulfilled. I know your path has not been the easy one. None who take the road less traveled have smooth passage. That would not grow the soul's longing, and it is the soul's longing that starts the search for the truth that brings you to this moment in the story. You have arrived at the shores of your own recognition, of something that has slumbered, stirred, awakened, and is now blooming inside of you. And I'd like to close with a quote from the great book, The Kabbalion. It says, quote, We are all on the path, and the road leads ever upward with frequent resting places. Mastery consists in using the higher forces against the lower, escaping the pains of the lower planes by vibrating on the higher. Transmutation is the weapon of the master, unquote. Throughout base camp, I have hinted over and over at your role in mythic stories that are right now turning new pages. For it is here in the everyday alchemy that heroes are forged. For everyone who hears this and is activated to start or continue anew with their own alchemy, I wish you Godspeed, Parsifal. On behalf of Sophia and the world, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, for one, never doubted you for a moment. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Please consider becoming a partner of Basecamp from In by donating at www.basecamppodcast.com. That's basecamp-podcast.com. Thank you, listeners. I appreciate your support. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Basecamp for Men. Camp for Men.